Welcome back to another edition of Inside Marymount Warriors Athletics here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. This edition of Warriors Neraldo takes place from Tom Neral's office as the uh, Mother Nature is uh, once again have, giving us some uh, challenges. Uh, would that be fair to say, Tom? It's a little rainy out there. We're getting ready to rain, so uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want your laptop getting caught in the rain. So, um, yeah, we'll no. shoot from the office here and one of these weeks it has to cooperate doesn't look like it's going to be this week though so good luck to the spring athletes absolutely yeah we'll get into we'll talk a little bit more about the the weather and kind of how that plays into things a little bit later on here in the program but uh let's start off on the diamond and we can kind of talk about both your baseball and your softball teams here with this because they're slated right now slated to have a busy week in the league with multiple games set up between now and the end of the week so i'm curious from that point there tom if these games are able to be played and again mother nature might have other ideas about that being moved around or possibly even canceled outright we'll talk about that too uh, how is a coaching how do the coaching staffs if these games are played plan on working their pitching staffs so that they're not worn out as we get into the later weeks of the season because again you've got a lot of games seemingly in almost back-to-back days here i would imagine that's going to be an interesting uh challenger to try and balance your pitching staffs to not wear any arms out well, and to make it worse, it's a it's a four day week with um, with, with the, the the holiday on Friday and, and Easter weekend. So we're cramming a lot of stuff in four days. But you know, I, I think the harder part on baseball and softball teams are the multiple rainouts like we had last week. We had one game last week uh, for for all the teams, and um, and then the coaches just trying to keep your team sharp. You know, your teams have gone outside; they're used to playing outside now. The the throwing distances are there, taking ground balls off a, a live surface as opposed to a gym floor or or opposed to the turf. And then just trying to keep these guys sharp. And, you know, you try to keep their swings good. You try to keep, uh, you know, their, their skills sharp. You work so hard for a number of weeks to get them ready. Uh, a great um, a great spring break week, a great scrimmage week, you know, three and four games in there. And then you come out and start the season playing in freezing weather. And the following week you play one game. Um, it's really hard to keep them sharp. And so, uh, you know, we just keep throwing them, um, trying to keep them sharp, try to make some new drills in every week. But you're right. It's going to be busy. Uh, varsity baseball is supposed to have uh, Finneytown on uh, Monday and then Tuesday, Finneytown again in a makeup game from Friday, um, Indian Hill on Wednesday and and, uh, and then Madeira at home on Thursday. And uh, that's on the varsity level. And softball is playing two with Finneytown tomorrow, trying to make them up. Um, and then Indian Hill and Madera. So it's it's just you do what you can um, to get them in. You, you hope you have enough arms. But, you know, the question that was asked, how you get through, you hope to like the Reds, you hope the starters can chew up some innings and uh, and then hope everyone else can can nail it down. And you know, you're just you're just playing for today because you don't know what you're going to have tomorrow. So if you're even going to play. So you just play for that day, uh, try to get the W and then um, see what the weather brings the next day. But to that point, do your your coaches don't have like a David Bell rule where they're, you know, after three innings, they are automatically pulled and they're not allowed to go any further than that, right? Yeah, I think it yeah, I think it all depends on who the who the athlete is. Uh, not not <laughs> a hard uh, hard fast rule, but um, you know, Ohio High School does have uh, pitch limits and how many innings you can throw in so many days or how many pitches you can throw in so many days dictates how much rest you have to have between outings. And so trying to play those numbers, trying to balance those numbers trying to keep fresh arms. Um, we, we ran into in our, in our scrimmage week, we just run out of arms. And so then you look at some kid and you say, Hey, 
you're pitching today. And he goes, well, I'm not a pitcher. And you said, well, you are today. So uh, <laughs> Hunter Green, um, get on out there. Um, but everyone's in the same boat. You know, we're, we're going to play four. Some teams are going to play five or six this week. Everyone's in the same boat. So um, you hope for the best and, and hope you get some W's along the way. Speaking of getting W's, your tennis team got a couple of wins uh, last week, Air most notably beating Loveland 4-1. We talked last week kind of about what Will Stevens is doing, kind of the hot start he's been off to. And we also talked about what the other guys were wanting to do, needing to do in order to step up, and that happened to getting a couple of wins there too. Uh, your, t- your tennis team is, you know, if Mother Nature cooperates, they've got some matches set up uh, this week. You know, if, if again, if it cooperates, you're potentially looking at Madeira coming up, and then you've got New Richmond potentially on the schedule. Uh, coming up as well you know again if mother nature cooperates and we don't know if that's going to happen as of yet but we also look at the head of the schedule in one week from today you're slated to take on indian hill and we'll get into that in detail next week but uh indian hills indian hill and, and we all know how good they are and so uh you know you obviously want a good showing in the league so with that being said if you're able to get a full slate of matches in this week starting with madeira a little bit later on on monday what are the coaches wanting to see from the guys is it just a progression of what we built on last week yeah i believe it is um we we talked last week about you know we're going to get into our own level and we're we're starting to we did with country day and and loveland um you know stevens is stevens he's he's playing well as long as he stays healthy um he's gonna look at a fantastic season you get you got harris you get andrews you get the Glassmeyer boys along the way, you know, they're going to play well. And so just getting a lot of matches in, just, just really getting their games focused. It is going to be a good week. We've got the team, um, the team tournament makeup on, on Wednesday out at, out of Milton Union. So again, a busy week with, uh, with four matches and you're right next week, you know, Indian Hills up. And so you just, you, know, you see what you can get and, you know, maybe you can steal one. Um, it'd be a good match for, for some of these guys, especially our seniors, um, just to, to see where they match up with. But that's always a tall task. But you, know, you just you take care of everything else along the way. We'll worry about that one next week. Track and field was supposed to be out at the Coaches Classic this past Saturday. But again, another event Mother Nature had other ideas for, and that's been uh, postponed there. Has that been rescheduled at this point? I, I have not heard anything, and I would think it would be difficult to reschedule. Um, what you mm-hmm. often see with track meets is there's no place to put them. Um, you you mm-hmm. try to. Madeira last week, uh, we had a really good showing for, for a number of our kids, especially our girls, four by four, um, taking first place in that. But, you know, Madeira's, as he often do, is looking at storms all day on that day. And an event or two gets canceled, like the shot put or discus. And, and then, you know, your schedule is set. And so you don't want to overrun the kids and trying to squeeze one in um hey you, you don't bump another event you just you get in what you can get in and go so coaches classic probably will not run um this year and but but again we we've got our we got our indian hill relays coming up we've got uh, a couple other ones coming up along the way so the, the kids will get a lot of chance to run we were looking forward to it because our boys relays were going to run together for the first time um but it was just everyone saw the weather saturday you, I think you saw every season on Saturday. You saw you saw snow, you saw rain, you mm-hmm. saw sunshine, you saw a little bit of everything. So uh, they're miserable to, to sit out there for four or five hours in a track meet and just try to stay warm and run. So at the end of the day, it's a, it's a good call. Um, the weather's warming up, so hopefully these other meets have a good go at it. Well, you said, like you, you touched on there too, you've got the Indian Hill relays coming up 
on a Tuesday, at least scheduled for now. Again, we'll see if, if it takes place. Hopefully the weather cooperates for that. And then you've got a, a, a made of Finneytown scheduled for next week. And again, we'll get into that uh, when the time comes on next week's program. So how do they, how do the kids go from shifting their focus from what they were anticipating at the coaches classic? Now, all of a sudden they've got to immediately kind of put that behind them and uh, head towards these relays out of Indian Hill. They pretty much run the same events. And so, um, you know, it just, okay, we, we didn't run Saturday. We'll run on Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, whatever day is. And so that's, that's a fortunate thing, uh, running the same events. You're not, you know, you're not changing your mental preparation from, you know, having to, to pitch or, or catch or just be a DH or something like some of these sports they will run their same events, but it's also a grind too, um, because you've been practicing for so long and you want to compete and it's just another day. Spring athletes, they just really have it difficult because, so many of their games get get lost due to weather, more so than the fall, uh, absolutely more so than the winter. And so just, I mean, you can go into having five weeks worth of events and then end up playing three and a half or or four, you know, losing losing a meet here, losing a meet yep. there. You know, if you only have six meets in your schedule, then you lose one. Uh, it really stinks for them. And that's uh, it's really a testament to the spring athlete that just works through it and, and maintains their level. Switching over to lacrosse, you know, start with the boys first. <clears throat> Excuse me. They've been playing, obviously, very, very well, and we touched on that last week, um, what they've been doing. Uh, you're going to go to Indian Hill on Friday night, and obviously that, that's a tough one. And looking at the way things shape up thus far early in the season, Indian Hill, like your team, they're scoring in droves right now early in the season. They're putting up you know 12 to 15 goals seemingly every time out. So that, that, that's a unique challenge. Uh, any any night out when you're going against an opponent that can score the way Indian Hill has, and you know seemingly they haven't missed a beat, even though they lost their best player from a year ago to graduation. So, in that perspective, how, what how do you how do you prepare for a matchup like that when you know going in that you're looking across the way that the guys across the way with and they know they've got the guys with the sticks and they can put the ball in the net too. Yeah, we we think we play a, a, a very good schedule to get us ready for contests like that. It is an early season match. We we went to Waterson this past weekend, um, beat Waterson eight to six on the varsity level. That's a team that we always see in the postseason. Indian Hills one that we're always neck and neck for uh, late in the season, and it's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game on a Friday night, so uh, uh, with, with a holiday weekend, so that that place is going to be be crazy. I'm sure, uh, big lacrosse crowd, but but they're ready. You know, we we took them apart pretty good last year. I'm sure they. Would like a little payback this year. Um, our guys are ready. Our defense is strong. Our offense is strong. You get two high-scoring offenses. Something has to give. I'm sure the fans would love uh, an 18 to 17 game. You know, we would love an 18 to two game in our favor. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see who gets their way. Um, you know, lacrosse is just crazy because they can score so many so quick. Um, and you know, Brennan's pretty good in the goal. Our our back line's really good. Our front line is really good, so um, it'll be a, it'll be a good game on Friday. We've got we've got these five days to prepare. Weather's supposed to be warm. Supposed to be a great night. So um, get your tickets early. Come up Indian Hill. Um, you're you're going to see a good one. Over on the uh, girls' side, they went north over the weekend and they put on a nice show in, in traveling, beating Kilbourne 14-8 and then DeSales 13 to three. Piper George. Not sure if she wanted to come back as well as she played up there, scoring 10 goals in the two games. So she's playing well, and she's not the only one. We look at the way the scoring has come in through the first seven games, and you've won all seven and been virtually unchallenged thus far. But you have two players with 21 goals and two more players with 20 
through the first seven matches. That is hard to defend for anybody. I don't care how good you are. I'm just curious from that perspective, how have they been able to score so much and yet maintain that balance offensively? That's not an easy thing to do, especially early in the season. You normally see one player, maybe two, leap out to that high goal total. But you have four of them that have 21, 21, 20, and 20. How does that happen? Well, you know, we've been fortunate with some of the matchups, and, and we've had a couple of lopsided scores in our favor. Um, but, but, you know, Loveland uh, last week with a win over them, you know, they knocked us off last year. They, they, we, we got out to a big lead last year. They came back, stormed back, and, and beat us by one. Uh, a big win over them this, this, this week. Uh, Oakwood, a big score. And we lost a lot last year. So what you're saying, um, to have four with that many totals, that's a lot of offense. And you have and you have people with a lot of assists feeding them. And so uh, that was going to be one question. We knew we could score. We didn't think we would be that proficient at scoring this year with what we lost from our senior class last year. Um, but but these girls have not missed a beat, and they're underclassmen that's doing a lot of damage, So, um, w- w- which is even more scary. So we, we've got the gauntlet coming up. Um, you know, we've got, we've got uh, Springboro, and we've got Kings this week. I think next week we get into Wyoming, uh, who who has one of the league score league leading scores on their squad, um, and then Indian Hill, the rivalry game for the girls, and then Waterson, um, which w- which was a challenge last year. So not getting too far ahead of ourselves, looking ahead, um, but but things are going to get stiff for us here pretty quick, and then we'll we'll see where we are. But to go up to Columbus to get two wins out of Columbus, I was talking to Coach Ferry this morning. He can't recall the last time we swept the Columbus trip. So um, very, very good results, very good signs uh, as we get into the mid part of the season. One young lady I wanted to uh, mention in particular, who is not an upperclassman, a senior, Delaney Oliveira, and kind of what she's been doing. She's one of the players with 21 goals along with Piper George, but she also leads the CHL by a good margin and draw controls with 46 and also a comfortable lead with 18 cause turnovers as well. So she's doing it on both ends of the field it's not just pumping in the offense she's also spearheading your charge defensively as well what have the coaches said how she's been able to be that kind of two-way player yeah we've got a little bit of inexperience in the goal this year and so uh, one of the keys to our success are players like Delaney on the defensive side just getting back and keeping keeping the shooters away from the goal Um, just just some of the turnovers that they're forcing with what we saw with our home matches last week, which was very good play out of the, out of the girls and they play well as a unit. So, you know, we, we don't, we, we don't have that one, that one stud leading the way defensively or offensively, they are all playing well as a team. And so um, that that's going to take them, that's going to take them a long way. How impressed are you with the fact that you, as you said, you lost a lot from last year, uh, obviously went on to win a state championship to have this group come in and play so together so early in the season, what have you made of that? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to be said for the girls. Um, they they play off season. They play they play indoor lacrosse, play box lacrosse. We have um, we have a tremendous support system here uh, in our district with uh, with Marymount Lacrosse in the lower levels. You know, starting the kids early, starting them in the second and third grade, they come up. There's consistency. Uh, coaches have been in the program for a long time. Um, and, and then when they come up to the junior high level, 
get the same coaching, hearing the same, the same terminology, get, having the same expectations all the way through. Um, that just that, that breeds a lot of consistency in itself. But the girls have embraced it. Um, you know, they, they, they pull for each other. Um, and, we, and we've got some, we've got a number of kids who are going to go play in the next level. Um, and just for them to embrace that and go, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's on both sides, boys and girls, the uh, lacrosse program. That's one reason they're so successful is just all the consistency they've had through the years on their coaching coming up. One last thing before we wrap up here today, and we've talked touched on here a bit today, and it seems, as you mentioned, we talk about it a lot during the springtime, and that is the weather and how that plays into things and how it can really mess with a lot of schedules and how you can sometimes get behind on scheduling and not be able to make it up. So from that perspective on your side of things, when weather seems like it's looming, when you see the forecast a day or two out or however the case may be, what's the inside process like in determining if a game or an event can get off and can get going and can be played, and when's the determination made on a postponement or or potentially a cancellation? How does all that work? Yeah, <clears throat> a day like today, we don't we don't have home games today. But if we did, the radar would be on my computer as soon as I come in. You know, we, we've got <laughs> we've got two different, three different radar sites on my cell phone, and so we just keep looking at different ones till we see one that we like. Uh, and then we run with that. Um, but the umpires, we're checking with them early in the day, just making sure, hey, we'll let you guys know if something happens. We're going to wait as long as we can. Our class is dismissed at 3.30, so we have a little bit more time. Uh, but we're talking to the opposing ADs and, and seeing what time they're catching their bus. Um, and we'll tell them, hey, we'll, we'll let you know 15 minutes before with where we're at. Friday was a perfect example with a baseball game. Uh, you know, playing Finney Town, it had rained the two days before. The field has a, a good amount of water in it. Um, so we, we get out in the field early that day. Uh, we get the spikes on it. We break it open, let the air get to it, let Mother Nature do some work. Okay, it's starting to work. Get a little field drying agent out there. It's working. We, we go back in the afternoon. We prep it again uh, around 2 o'clock. We get the lines down. Everything's ready to go. It's looking good. We're excited. We're going to get to play. And then 315, there's just enough rain to wipe it out. And then you're calling the other AD, you know, hey, we're getting rain over there. What are you getting? Well, we just got it. We have to cancel. And then you're you're scrambling calling umpires. And so um, that's, you know, especially small school ADs, like the ADs in our league, they're taking care of the fields. You know, that, that's our day. And so if we have home lacrosse games, home tennis matches that we have to prepare for, we try to get ahead of that a couple of days ahead of time with our announcements, just making sure everything's in place for those games because we know um, we, we know tomorrow we get two two home games, varsity um, baseball, varsity softball, and so most of the day is going to be spent prepping the field. So we come in early, um, get our contacts out, try to answer some emails, get the work done on the field. Hopefully, it's successful, and then get the word out to the other team by by two o'clock, two thirty that hey we're on or, or hey, it's a no-go. And then it's, you know, contacting the four umpires, contacting the bus drivers, just hoping you'll miss someone along the way. Um, you know, there, there's, there's nothing worse than, um, one, not having the bus show up. The second thing that's worse is having the bus driver come up, you don't need them. And the, the absolute worst thing is when you know, your, your team is going to the other, the other team's field 
and then the, you pass buses and you see them come to your field because something got mixed up and then uh, you're seeing each other's fields. So um, a lot of confusion this time of year, just a lot of uh, communication going on, just just doing what we can to get the, the games in, the events in for the athletes. Yeah. And then when games get postponed or, or, or delayed or what have you, how those conversations go as far as potentially trying to make them up? Do you just say, hey, We'll talk. We'll we'll. I'll call you in a week or something like that to see if we can make this game up. Or or how does that how does that process work? You know, our our league has a has a. I won't say it's, it's not a steadfast rule. It's it's not a firm rule, but we try to go the next available Thursday. Um, so we tell them when they're scheduling. If we're going to leave a day open, make it the next available Thursday. Now that's fine until someone. You know, you, you have a rain out and your opponent doesn't. So now you're playing on the next Thursday and they're not. Or because of prom season, you you already moved the game to that Thursday. And so now, you know, one team's available, one team's not. And so you start looking at your Tuesdays and Thursdays and saying, hey, you know, can, can we go here? So like Madeira, we put them on this Thursday. Finneytown got canceled. Okay, now they're going to Tuesday. And so then you're calling those schools that you've already played and say, hey, sorry to do this to you. I've got a league makeup. Um, I, I, I guess if you looked at the Ohio high school bylaws, you know, that's not really a reason to cancel a game or to break a contract, but everyone's in the same boat. And so everyone just knows the league makeup kind of trumps that game. Um, and then you start, you start looking and the, the best part is the ADs are doing the rescheduling most of the time. So you don't have, you don't have the monkey business of, uh, of the coach saying, well, let's see, I'll have my ace on, on Monday and I bring him back on Friday and, and you play around. Um, everyone's trying to get the games in and the way our schedule is set up, we play the same opponent on back-to-back -back days. And so, you know, you, you can't save your ace. If you know that, um, you know, you, if you know that Taylor's the top team in the league, you can't hold your number one back for Taylor both times that you play him. You, you, you've got to throw him and that breaks it up. So, and then it's just a matter of, you know, we want to get these games in because, we don't want to be making league, league games up once you get into the tournament. That always stinks because you want your best rosters ready for the tournament games. And, and then the even worse thing is you're making up games once you get knocked out of the tournament because um, everyone kind of moves on then. So maybe you just do what you can and, and try not to get too backed up. But this is, um, this is probably as bad as it's been in the, in the last number of years. Um, and we're just, you know, we want to get to 20 games, 22 games, give these kids a, a good season in the spring. So above all else, calendars are filled out, it seems like, in pencil, especially in the uh, in the uh, spring season. But uh, yep. try to get them all in as best we can. A lot of great insight there into kind of how that works, Tom. Certainly appreciate the time this week. And uh, hopefully next week we've got a full slate of games to uh, talk about. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Tune in next week for the next edition of Where's Neraldo uh, here on the uh, Inside Marymount Warriors Athletics podcast with Athletic Director Tom Neral here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.